Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is Ryan Yesta. Thanks for listening. Subscribe if you haven't already. Um, today we're talking about godliness versus righteousness. What's the difference? First um, Timothy chapter four and verse seven. I love the book of Timothy. This is Paul talking to a minister, um, a, a pastor, and giving him sound advice. But he says, First Timothy four seven. He says, "But refuse profane and old wives' fables." And exercise yourself rather unto godliness. Verse 8, For bodily exercise profits little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Whatever godliness is, Paul says it's profitable. Paul isn't saying here that you don't have to exercise. Exercise isn't good for you. He's saying exercise is of little gain in comparison. And he's actually still saying it has benefit to it. So, Uh, I'm a firm believer in exercise. We're a steward over this body. But anyway, so godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Um, Righteousness, on the other hand, uh, is a little different than godliness. So the first thing I want to lay out is that righteousness is our nature as Christians. One of the big mistakes that we see people make is that they have this idea, even with the phrase, hey, I've been born again, they have this idea almost like, man, I, I, I was a sinner. I got saved. I got born again, but then I, I made some more mistakes. So I still feel like I'm a sinner, you know, and they've never had this identity change that they've passed from the category of death unto life. I firmly believe if you're going to be effective in faith, if you're going to be effective in ministry, if you're going to be effective in life, in taking ground for the kingdom, your foundation is understanding who you are in Christ. The Bible says that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. I'll read it here. It says, and this whole chapter is really good, but it says, um, verse 21, it says, For he has made him, talking about Jesus, to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Righteousness, if you're taking notes, is a nature. It's who we are. We have a righteous nature. We have become righteous. It's, it's our identity. You know, when the Bible says we've been born again, when it says we're a new creature in Christ, we, I often, I used to think, man, that just means I've been given a new chance. Like uh, I wrote this spoken word once, talk about second chances, and it was plural, second, I mean, I've received so many second chances. But the truth is when we, when we become born again. We don't just get to be a new creature, like a new creation. Oh, like I get a do-over. We actually become a new species. We become something that's never been seen before. And that nature is righteous. When Adam sinned, great-great-grandfather Adam sinned, he brought the nature of sin into our bloodline. And so sinners don't, I don't feel bad when sinners sin. It's what they do. Like fruit trees, apple trees produce apples. Sinners produce sin. They can't actually help themselves. They can try to change some, they can make it look different. People who stop doing one thing, they can have corrective behavior, but there's still sin happening on the inside of their heart. There's still things going on. Sinners can't help but sin. It's who they are. Christians are righteous. Your new nature, he said, I would take out the stony heart and put in a heart of flesh. God actually put a new nature on the inside of you and it is righteous. This isn't Yes, it's righteousness is by faith, but your faith in Jesus made you a new creature. 
So people who carry around, you know, we're all sin every day. Every we all Christians, we all make mistakes. Speak for yourself. We don't. I'm righteous, man. I, I'm the life that Jesus lived in the flesh is the one that I'm called to live. Perfect life without sin. People ask me. I talk about this, and people say, "Is it possible to not sin?" I say, "It is possible by the grace of God." I'll never. I'll never. Li- First of all, you shouldn't live habitually in sin at all. God's. It's not. It's not a mark of being. Oh, I'm an honest Christian. We all, you know, we all have our things. We all have our demons. No, we don't all ha- have our addictions. We're children of God. You are righteous. So the first thing you have to understand is who you are, that you are righteous. Righteousness is our nature. Godliness, on the other hand, is taking personal responsibility to ensure that our conduct lines up with God's commands. We, Godliness is actually our actions as a believer. Righteousness is who I am as a new creature. Godliness is me mortifying the deeds of the flesh and having righteous actions. It's the action of righteousness. First Timothy, let me read it here, chapter, I think it's chapter 6, but let me find it. First Timothy, um, yeah, chapter 6, verse 10 says, For the love of money is the root of all evil, while some coveted after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But you, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. It's interesting there where there's two things. He says, first of all, flee these things. He has a commandment, run away from the things that are evil. Run away. That's part of godliness. It's fleeing. Even once you've been made righteous, temptation will come to go in the other direction. You know, you almost see it like, man, I'm a, I'm, uh, I've been given new organs. You know, it's like somebody who, who has bad lungs or has a bad heart or has whatever, and they have a heart transplant, they have a lung transplant, and they've been so used to doing things. Oh, I don't run in this body because my lungs weren't good. I don't, I don't uh, let myself get. Uh, like breathing heavy because my lungs aren't good. And then they get a lung transplant and they almost like, hey, I'm still not sure if I should run. I remember when I lost weight, man, I used to be 240 pounds and I lost weight and I got down to like, and I remember a time when I was, when I was heavy, but leaning in this, this plastic white chair, I was with my family back in South, in Namibia and leaning in this plastic white chair and talking to somebody and the chair broke. I was like leaning on the back two legs and the chair broke out from underneath me. And it was embarrassing, but I just made fun of myself. I made fun of myself for being fat anyway. So I just laughed and it was fine. But even when I lost the weight, there was a time where I like still would check the chair before I sat in it. I was like 168 pounds looking like I got, I got way down there and looking skinny and I would still go to sit in the chair and I would like check to make sure this chair could support me now, you know? And it was crazy, but it was like, my body was skinny, but my mind was not yet skinny. I'd been fat for so long that my mind was still, I was still big, big boned. I was never fat. I was just big boned. They, my bones, they ate everything it wanted, they wanted. But my mind, and that's what happens. People get, become new creatures and they lose, they, they, they lose the sin nature. They're, they're righteous, the righteousness of God, but their mind hasn't caught up. So temptation comes and they just think, and the devil tries to convince them, nothing really happened. Oh, you're just a sinner, you know, all this. And so they never actually consider the, themselves to have changed, uh, changed species. You're a new creature in Christ. Godliness is now you working out your salvation. The Bible says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. 
Bible says to exercise godliness. There's great gain. Exercising. It's not exercising is doing it repetitively. Many people just think, oh, I'm, they think it should be easy. Oh, I'm righteous now. But there's a there's an exercise in godliness that takes place where you begin to work things out for yourself. Patience with your family. We're used to respond to your mom a certain way. We're used to do act a certain way when something happened. And now you say, you know what? That's not who I am. What I love those little wristbands. What would Jesus do? They need to bring those back. There was that rainbow-colored one that, that all the cool kids had. All the regular kids had the black and white ones. The rainbow ones, colored ones came out, and all the cool kids have it. Anyway, but what would Jesus do? There's, a, there's an exercising that takes place that in your daily walk, you're walking things out. And someone says something and you immediately go to under your breath, say something back. And you just say, you know what? I'm a child of God. It's not worth it. I'm going to do what would Jesus do in this situation? And it's the Holy Ghost prompting you saying, hey, it's the time. It's time to make these changes. Godliness is the working out of your new nature. Righteousness is of the heart. Godliness is of the hands. It's you working things out. But it says, oh, you man of God, flee from these things. So part of godliness is you running away from things which are evil. But it also says, follow after righteousness. This is, I think, where a lot of people get messed up. People, um, people get into Christianity and they like unplug from sin. They unplug from the things of the world, but they never plug into the things of God. There's like a, the, and, and I'm all about the rules of Christianity. You know, there are rules if you want to go to heaven. The Bible says if you're a drunkard, you can't go to heaven. You won't inherit the kingdom of God as someone who gets drunk. And I don't want to be the one who's like, well, you know, I don't get drunk. I just get buzzed. I don't want to get be the one who, who God has his own definition of what drunk is than we do, you know, and it's different than ours. But there's rules, and I'm all about that. I believe in living a holy life. But along with that, I believe holiness and godliness. Holiness, it's a virtue. It's an inward momentum, and it's a power by the Holy Ghost on the inside of us to not only not do the things that we're not supposed to do, but to go over and above and pursue righteousness, pursue godliness, pursue faith. So many people unplug from the world, but then they just sit there in this like no man's land. If you're, if you're saying, okay, man, I understand I can't watch these movies anymore, and you unplug, you need to then take that time and say, not only that, but I'm going to take an extra 15 minutes a day, and I'm going to dive into the subject of faith. I'm going to dive into the Word of God. I'm going to call a friend and encourage him about Jesus. I'm going to do something that's unplugging from the one outlet and plugging into the other. I'm going to flee from these things, and while I'm running away from those things, I'm running towards the things of God. It's a, it's a There's two sides to it. So the first thing is to understand who you are. You are righteous. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But then godliness is you working those things out on the back end. Righteousness is who I am as a new creature. And like I said before, godliness is me mortifying the deeds of the flesh and, and having righteous actions. Righteousness is the virtue inside of me that motivates godliness. I'll say that again. Righteousness is my nature. And it's a power on the inside of me that motivates godliness. Righteousness is, of the, is a character issue, while godliness is an action issue. Righteousness is at the root of who I am. Godliness is the fruit of what I do. You know, the Bible says that righteousness, we're saved by faith through grace, not of works. And that's true. You can't make yourself righteous. We actually, hear me on this, we wear the personal righteousness of Jesus Christ. When God looks at you, he sees the blood of Jesus. The same, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The same, not clarity, but the same like uh, level of purity of the blood of Jesus, his blood that never knew any sin. That's on the altar uh, in heaven, on the mercy seat. 
that same blood is the is the personal righteousness that we carry. And that's why when it talks about prayer, some people come into prayer like a sinner. Lord, you know what I've done, but if you'll just answer this prayer for me. He says, come boldly. That's the language of heaven. Do you understand the right, how righteous you are? There are no degrees in righteousness. Righteousness is a yes or a no. There is no, I'm um, 80% righteous, I've stopped doing this. No, you're, you are 100% righteous. You are the there, righteousness is is a yes or a no. Yes, you are or no, you aren't. You are either washed in the blood, which makes you perfectly righteous, but then the godliness is something that you exercise on a daily basis. Man, I'm gonna not do that. Yeah, I'm gonna start moving in the in in the pathway. There comes a point, and I would say the sooner the better that you decide. You know, I'm not putting up with this. If you've had a foul mouth, if there's been times where, man, I'm a Christian, but the S word comes out of your mouth. These things shouldn't be, but you need to make a decision. Man, every time I do this, even make a challenge. Every time I swear, I'm going to give somebody this much money. But, you know, every time I swear, I'm going to go up to the altar as well and, and make it hard on your flesh to continue in these things, you know, but moving after the things of God. And so making a decision, I am so understanding, first of all, you are righteous. It's who you are. Just like me, I'm no longer heavy set. I'm no longer big bone. My bones have, have lost all the weight and, uh, and I'm righteous. I'm righteous. But then my godliness works itself after these. And it's something that I actually go after intentionally. I say this all the time. People don't intend to go to hell. Most people get there by just not aiming for heaven. People don't intend ever to go to hell. People don't, man, you know, I'd like to grow up. I'd like to have a good job. I'd like to get married and have a family. And then I'd really like to go to hell after the adult. Like no one does that. People just don't aim for heaven. They just don't pursue. They maybe even things people think, oh, I'm a good person. I don't do this. I don't, you know, I treat people good. I do all these things, but then they don't actually aim for the things of God. And it's making a decision to aim for the things of God. So let me ask you this today. What are you pursuing? What are you going after? Today, there needs to be something every day in the kingdom of God. It'll get to the point where everything you do from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep is pursuing the kingdom of God. But start today. Let there be something, whether it's time in the word, whether it's encouraging another believer, whether it's calling a Bible study together, whatever it is that you make a step in the direction of God and watch what God does for you today. So that's the difference. Godliness versus righteousness. Have an awesome, have an awesome day. Subscribe. Uh, share this on your Insta story as well. You guys are awesome. Bye.